This is Betty Collins, and we are Inspiring Women, presented by Bradyware. This is the podcast that advances women towards economic, social, and political achievement. I am here to inspire you to take steps to the next level in your career. Thanks for listening and investing your time in yourself. More about Inspiring Women in this episode can be found at bradyware.com slash resources. So today, I'm going to interview someone who is just the definition to me of forward thinking. Uh, She's just always been that way. And forward thinking is so crucial to success. And um, there are no guarantees in life, right, professionally or personally. There's so many unplanned events and circumstances, oh, like a pandemic or whatever, a loss of a crucial employee or, you know, fill in the blank. There's all kinds of things that kind of come at you. And if you don't forward think to always try to be ahead of things, it's really hard sometimes to head those things head on. They just come. It's not about if, but when. And will you be ready to always make, you know, always answer what is next? So in the good and the bad times, not just in the bad times, not just in the pandemic times, you've got to be a forward thinker. Uh, you got to be proactive if you want to move forward further and get through the what ifs when they come. So and in addition, you know, the marketplace, your industry, technology, etc., it's always changing. And it's better to be ahead of it or even just, hey, I'm the driver of the change in my industry. So on vacation this year, I was walking on the beach, and I've, I've told this story in several other podcasts, but it's one, podcast, but it's one of my favorites. It's this little boy, he's maybe 8 to 10 years old, and he was really excited because he caught this fish. It was about 7 or 8 inches long. And I approached him on the beach, and I asked him what he was going to do with that fish. You know, you're going to throw that out. You're going to eat it. You're going to give it back. Uh, what are you going to do? And he immediately, very aware of his surroundings, seven or eight years old, he says, um, first you need to socially distance. And, of course, I just went, oh, wow. And his mother was you know, looking at me like, what is she going to do? But I said, thank you so much, and, and so I did. And then he said without hesitation to me, the fish is a bait for a bigger fish. Um, and I thought, wow. And my husband could see my head. He just knew what I was thinking. <laughs> He's like, you know, we're on vacation. I said, I know. But wow. this And, and to me, this is a forward uh, big thinker. He's only, you know, again, a small kid. But he, was no, he wasn't going to just eat and be satisfied today. And he wasn't just going to throw the fish back in. He was going to catch a bigger fish. Um, he was going to do something in the future with that fish. And immediately I thought of our guest today, Jill Fry, who's the president and CEO of Cummins Facility Services, which we'll kind of refer to that as CFS in the future. She's always asking and thinking, and she's always, she'll call me and say, I just need to pick your brain. Or she does that with her team. Uh, what could be, you know, and what should be? Those are two different things. So the could and the should, are they both important when you're asking those questions, trying to get ahead, trying to do unplanned, trying to drive your change? Remember, it's not about if, it's about what. So what do you do? You have to be a forward thinker. And and it's not always an easy, easy um, uh, part, you know, it might not be your personality. So you got to at least have somebody on your team who's a forward thinker who can get you to go further. So today I have with me, she is the definition of forward thinking. Um, and she's the owner again of Cummins Facility um, Services. And it's a family owned business. Um, she became that owner. It's been around since actually 1972. 
I mean, they do everything under the sun for, you know, janitorial services, landscaping, snow removal, HVAC, security, floor, you name it, they do it. And, and, and I can't give away what she's thinking about doing now or what she is in the process of doing now. But, um, you know, as a, and, and two, as a successful business owner and executive, she's very involved in things like young professional organizations, uh, YPO, young executives, women's business enterprise, as well as ISSA. And, you know, she um, just like she's helping me with a young woman that we're trying to get kind of into the marketplace, just a dynamic resume right out of college in 2020. That's who she is, and that's who she likes to help. She's active in her local community, um, involved with ruling our, our experiences, ROCS, R-O-X, and, and the leader in ME programs. Um, she has a special love for diving. Um, that sounds fun. Enjoys running, not so fun, and travel. I could do that. And she's a single mom of two really great children, Savannah and Spencer. So, Jill, welcome to our program today, and thank you today for taking the time to do this podcast. Oh, Betty, it's my pleasure. I love time with you, so <laughs> anything I can do to get more Betty time is always fun. And thank you she's for good. all those kind words. Oh. Uh, thank you for believing in me always, uh, and I appreciate everything that you've done for us, so yeah. thank you. Yeah, she, she's just a great. So what I want you to do, Jill, is just take a few minutes and kind of tell your stories of Cummins. I mean, it's it, I've heard it, and we don't have an hour, but, but give us the highlights of kind of, you know, the story of Jill and Cummins. Oh, okay, thanks. So I like to be funny. Yeah. I think I'm the funniest person in the world, <laughs> and sometimes people don't laugh. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> but, um, so if you hear something, it's because I'm trying to be funny. So okay. anyway, um, so my parents started the company in 1972. Uh, grow up, I grew up the, the daughter of a janitor, uh, which is always fun, let me tell you. But my, I graduated from college from the University of Toledo, and my parents said, hey, we've just paid for your, your college. Can we go on a vacation? I said, absolutely. Go. The sky's the limit. Wherever you want to go, go for it. So they went on a trip to Honduras to go diving. And they ended up buying beachfront property, called me and said, we're not coming back. The company's yours. Good luck. Uh, we had 15 employees at the time, and we did business in one town, literally one town. Uh, today, we uh, self-perform business all over the nation. Uh, we are in like 40 states, really, really good. Like we pay yeah. taxes, we pay people. <laughs> like I can call the phone and I can pick up my phone and say, who's the supervisor of this state? And, and you know, we have someone there. So we've, we've grown substantially. It's been so fun. Um, but when I grew that whole time, it was all about my employees. Uh, when I took over the company, when my parents gave me the company and said, you know, the company's yours, good luck, run with it. It was all about how do I take the employees that I have and make sure that I can continue to give them a job? How do I grow them? How do I make mm -hmm. them successful? And that has always been my why. And I think that's really important for me to remember every day um, that that's why I get out of bed in the morning. Um, so, so my life has literally in the facilities industry been revolving around my employees and how to make them as successful as I can. So it's, it's kind of a story of Cummins, um, but you're completely right. We've moved out of janitorial and in, into more facilities maintenance, uh, HVAC, snow removal, landscaping, security. Uh, we're in the tech sector now. 
Uh, I really do think buildings can talk. And so I am trying to enable them to do that. So I know what's going on inside my buildings. Yes. So um, my children have grown. I need something now to communicate with. And <laughs> I guess I feel like those are my buildings. Well, not only have you grown Cummins and, and you have a great team. I can't. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But um, you're also an industry leader. Like you're pushing cutting edge stuff. You're you're involved in that as well as a thought leader. So you, it's taken you're, you've gone beyond, um, hey, this is my company. This is what we're doing today. This is what my industry should be doing. Um, Thanks, yeah, so you, you've been really great about that. We've had some fun times creating a nonprofit just to do that. Right. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, my story. <laughs> yes. So, you know, you're always out somewhere in the future. I remember the first time I ever met you, I was with your, um, COO and your, your CFO, and we were going over, you know, different things. And you said, look, Betty, my role is to go figure out all this crap we need to do. And then these guys do it, right? So so you've just been this future person. And some of the ideas you were throwing out that day, I went, oh, my gosh, I wonder if she'll ever really do that. But, they're, they're, I mean, you're ahead of it, right? Um, but how has that, you know, thinking in the future, being somewhere in the future, how has that played in your success? And then give us an example of when you weren't forward thinking and it kind of held you back. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for asking those questions. And um, I got into a conference room with, with Betty and her team. And obviously, she's an accountant. She's my accountant. She's amazing. She's fantastic. I highly recommend her to anybody listening to this podcast. She's changed our company. Um, but I I was squirming in my chair. And I said, Betty, I feel naked right now. I am completely naked in front of all of you people. And there are men in the room. And she said, Jill, you're fine. And I said, I don't do this. I, said, I go and I solve problems. So you're right, Betty. That's exactly uh, what I said. And um, thanks for remembering that. But uh, so, yes, I am always trying to be out in the future. Uh, one example I can give you is one of my largest clients about 15 years ago, um, we were still a state player, state uh, competitor in janitorial services. My biggest client says to me, um, we're going to go out for a bid and your choice is to lose your business with me or grow five times. And I thought, oh my goodness, how am I going to do this? Because if I don't, if I don't conquer this, I'm going to lose the business I have biggest client. All my employees, I'm going to have to lay them off. It would be a nightmare. So I went out and I found a partner and that is how we grew our business into so many states uh, because our partner said, in fact, we were in Mexico at the time as well. I, mm -hmm. I literally got on a plane, went down to Monterey, Mexico and started touring. We had 20 facilities down in Mexico that we were taking care of. Um, but that's me trying to be futuristic because that company wanted one neck to choke and mm -hmm. that neck was mine. Yep. Um, knock on wood, we still have that client today. Uh, I made the right decision and, you know, we grew, we took on all those facilities. We took on Mexico I'd have accountants and attorneys in Mexico. You can see this little blonde bebopping down there. Right. Yep. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure it was just a vision to be seen. Um, but it, we did it. And we succeeded and the company knew that they could trust us and that we had their best interest at heart. So that's how I had to be a futuristic with that. And so I came back and I said, hey, team, 
we're going to be doing business in, you know, all these states. And they looked at me like I had five heads, yep. right? They had no idea. Like, how are we going to do the pay for, payroll for that? Who's our bank going to be, right? How do we pay people in these other states? So that was that was very interesting. I could see then if if I would have said, no, I'm not prepared for that, I don't know where I would be today. I would have lost my biggest customer. Um, I wouldn't be in all the states that I am in today. Um, that would have had a huge impact on my success, on my company, on my employees. Right. Uh, so, so that was that's a, a really interesting story. At the time, I didn't know how well that was going to unfold, but um, so, so that's I think how my forward thinking was. I don't really have a, a story on not forward thinking because if anybody asks, like there's kind of a slogan in the company, what would Jill do? Yeah. Um, and it was always about what, the, what I would do with the client. Always, the client's always right. You'll always take care of the client, always do that. But on the flip side of that, if the client asks us to do something, the answer is always yes. Do you clean windows? Yes. I can give you an example of this. My father started the company in 1972. About 1980, Honda came in, um, got the large, you know, huge Honda contract there in Marysville. And he went in to do some cleaning for them. And Honda said to my father, do you clean windows? And my father said, no, we, we don't clean windows. Mm. And he never got the contract with Honda. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's from that point, I I'd always said, please make sure if they ever ask us to do anything, we say yes. If they ask us to go to a different state, yes, we will do that. If they ask us to take on another responsibility, yes, we will totally do that. Anything a client asks the answer right. is always yes. Right. And so you you can have a client like Honda because you wouldn't even think twice. Even if you didn't even have any window experience, you'd go, We absolutely clean windows. And then you come and then you call your team and say, How do we clean windows? <laughs> that's exactly what's so what awesome, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. But but yeah, that but it had I mean, that's why I like being in meetings with your team and with you guys because you're always well, Jill is gonna do this now. I go, Oh, okay. All right, so now what? You know, we and we just they make it happen. So let's talk about your team because you have an amazing team. I, oh. I've been very impressed. And part of that is because you value them. Um, and yeah. they play a part of your success, certainly. But how do they deal with forward thinking and fast pace and constant change? You know, because you are never going to be in neutral or look at what we used to do. You're going to be looking, we're going and we're going fast and furious. And not everyone can think like that. So tell us about your team and leading them as a forward thinker. Oh, I, I do have the best team in the world. You're absolutely right. And I trust them and I enable them. And I give them the power uh, to make decisions. I do not multi or I do not micromanage them at all. And I let them know that, listen, if you need a micromanager, this is not the place for you to be. <laughs> like, I'm just going to assume everything I ask you to do is going to be done perfectly. Um, but yeah, they, they've had a hard time. Um, one of my team she, um, I'll ask for something to be done and she'll, she'll say that can be done, but it's not going to be done in Jill time. So everybody knows that Jill time <laughs> is like now, like yes. let's go Jill time. Um, so that's been really challenging for me. And as we grow, I still have those key people that I call and, um, I just called one of them today and I said, Hey, I had like a whole truckload of stone I'm having delivered out to the office. And they're like, 
do we need a truckload of stone? I'm like, I don't know. I just got it. It's going to be there. And she's like, Jill, I, I don't manage stone delivery. And I'm like, okay, we'll figure out who does. Right. And I, so I don't know who, who everybody is. So I just still go to those, those main right. players and you're right. They, 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 they have to kind of adapt to that and uh, God bless their souls. Right. I mean, they'll, right. they'll be like, Jill, we're, I'm in the middle. Today's Monday. Like it's a big day for me. I don't have time to figure out stone delivery, right. but they always, they always do. Um, and they always make it happen, but yeah, they're, they're fantastic. And they love when I forward think like, yeah. um, one day I had them all look outside and I said, you see that big, blue, beautiful sky? And they said, yes, it's gorgeous. I said, someday there's going to be airships out there, and they're all going to be delivering packages via drones. And they didn't believe me. <laughs> uh, and I said, what? You don't believe me? So I got all these news articles for them about all these airships um, that, that are being built, and, and we're working on, on part of that as well. But um, – yeah, it's just it's opening your mind and you never know what is going to come out of my mouth. And it's right. just like, is she serious? Like, really? So so that's where um, my my team just I mean, they focus on what they need to do, but they have to know in, in their job as well. I'm looking at all these other possibilities because I want to make sure they're secure in their jobs right. and they have a very bright future. Right. I want them to feel like, OK, Jill's taking care of me. She's protecting me and she's making sure that we all have jobs to do and we might be up cleaning airships someday. Right. But as, as, as strange as it sounds, it, it will happen. And I want to be able to be the first one to say to them, oh, my gosh, can you believe we're in an airship? Right. I mean, yeah. Elon Musk, he's, he's got some really cool ideas. Right. I mean, so there's a lot of really cool people out there. But anyway. But, but the other side the of it, it, it does. And the other side of it, though, is the the one thing I think you do well is, <coughs> is you're a forward thinker, but you listen to <coughs> what they have to say. They may change you not to be so forward thinking, or maybe you'll maybe go, hey, actually, now I see that we can even do more. You listen to what they have to say when it comes to forward thinking and their reservations, you know, um, and then and then you guys come together. But you're the ideas person and everyone knows that. And and that's what's great about it. Um, and then you just keep, you know, moving ahead faster and further. Um, and, and even where, you know, sometimes you can't move fast. You just can't because it's it, it, there's so many components to it. But if you want to grow 30%, you've got to have even a bigger line of credit. So you have to watch that stuff. So when your team comes to you and they say to you, hey, what are we going to do about this? And you're going, we're still going to get there. And they're going, okay. Yeah, I, I do like the Jill time thing. <laughs> That's good. That's good. But um, No, but I mean, you guys work together well, and it's why you've had the success you've had. So. But COVID-19, you know, and I, <clears throat> I'm kind of tired of talking about it, but it's still very much a reality, of course, has changed our world. And you as a cleaning company, obviously, that's now even a bigger, bigger deal. You know, how have you navigated through this time? And what do you think that your industry looks like in the future? Thanks for asking the question. And, and I agree, I am, I am as tired mm-hmm. uh, with that pandemic as ever. Um, but it has changed our life. And the quote that I like to use for this is what 9-11 did to uh, buildings, COVID-19 is doing to disinfection and facilities. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that. Um, 
and each and nobody's had a guidebook, right? No one's had a book of, okay, this is what you do here. It's never existed before. And um, so we had to reinvent that. And I didn't feel comfortable sending people into the office. So we sent everyone home and we had to learn to hire people. We were hiring 75 people a week mm -hmm. virtually. Uh, so we had to put all new systems in to do that. We were sending out uh, newsletters every other day, uh, communication with our clients, how we're handling their building. They wanted to know what we were using, how, who we were going in, if they've been COVID tested, you know, what are our regulations, what are our policies and procedures based on this? We didn't have any policies and procedures based on COVID-19, right. right? I thought it was still a, a beer, right? I thought, <laughs> oh, it's Corona, right? So, um, of course, we all adapted to that, and our team was so fantastic. And the information that we were sending out, our clients were telling us it's the best information that they were getting from any of their sources. Uh, it was amazing. We had, we've had so many clients sending us letters of thank you, presidents of companies. Thank you so much for cleaning our facility. Uh, we, we did not have a, a COVID outbreak. We're one of, this was a food processing plant. There are 40% uh, of all food processing plants had COVID outbreaks. Mm -hmm. So they said, thank you so much for working with us, for being our partner and, and making sure that in this ecosystem that, you know, our environment is safe and protected. Right. So, um, yes, cleaning is completely sexy right now. Yep. It has not been sexy before, <laughs> but oh my goodness, it is in the limelight. Yes, it is. Um, yeah. So it's been really fun, right. To get that attention, but it's like, oh my gosh, okay. We have the t attention now. So it's making sure we are that, that great company. I, I wish I could tell you, I don't have the amount of money that we've spent on bonuses this year, but it's astronomical mm -hmm. um, with everything that's going on with unemployment and trying to hire people and retain people and COVID bonus. It's it just, it's unbelievable. But I feel like I'm reinvesting into the company. Yeah. Um, about seven years ago, I bought about four machines. They're called electrostatic machines. Um, they're by Clorox 360. Technically, these were the first generation, and they are called BioPlanet. But uh, Clorox 360 ended up buying these rights, and so the, the second generation was called uh, Clorox 360. So during this COVID time, electrostatic uh, disinfection is became hot as all get out. And if you don't know what it is, it's basically a charged chemical that comes out from a gun. It wraps around and disinfects the surface. I had been selling this service for seven years. <laughs> Nobody wanted it. Nobody yeah. wanted to talk about it. Nobody wanted to think about it. They, they thought that I was an alien with this gun that they never wanted to see again. But I can tell you, those guns were seven or $8,000 a piece, and we bought four of them. And my controller, as, as Betty can contribute, <laughs> is very tight on money. So for me asking to spend, what, $28,000? Seven years on ago. Dis yeah, seven years ago, she was like, all right, Jill Fry, but we better be using these things. Yes. I'm like, yeah, we're going to use them, Missy. Oh, sorry. We're going to use them. I promise we're yeah. going to use them. And um, so let me tell you, we have been using those guns. So now you can't even order them. You can't even touch them. They're as yep. hot as I'll get out. But we, I can literally say we are leading the industry in disinfection. And now we have then another tool that's even going to get rid, not get rid of electrostatic, but it's going to replace it in a lot of op uh, opportunities. But, um, you know, it's just... 
I was so thrilled that I got to say to my team, you know, those guns that we bought seven years ago, we're finally (laughs) using them. And uh, it it was hilarious because like we were using them so much, they were breaking. Yeah. And the batteries went dead. I felt like we were on Galaxy. uh, guardians of the galaxy right we were trying to put like the spaceship back together again but uh it was hilarious we got through it but you know we we just kept pushing and pushing and because you just couldn't find them anywhere you couldn't find electrostatic guns yeah but uh anyway so covid has been uh, a true learning curve uh this the office has been amazing i'm so grateful and blessed uh for how much we've gotten through it and gosh i hope that 2021 I hope it's got a brighter spot. You brought up a subject I could talk hours about. So, yes. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know, but that's what you've always, since I've known you, it's we, we're going to buy this product and we're going to use it and sell it. And it takes yeah. time to take these right. guns and get your money back sometimes. But in that case, man, you just, now now you are definitely ahead of the game. That's for sure. Yeah, it's fun. It's really that's fun. That's for sure. So um, let's go into the fun, the fun question, which is, you know, women who are forward thinking, um, aggressive, we wouldn't see them as aggressive are not always appreciated. Jill Fry, you know, <laughs> have you ever, expo- you know, just experienced that pushback or get the look? I know I have. And how do you handle that as, you know, the, that aspect of being a woman business owner, especially you're a forward thinker. I mean, you're ready to go. Yeah. So, um, well, being a woman, right. My industry is, is, is a male based industry. So, uh, I mean, I've always been looked at as the black sheep of the family, right? I mean, people like to see me at conventions and, um, they're always kind to me, but, um, it's really funny when I call them and say, Hey, um, I'm bidding on your facility and it looks really bad. So you really got to clean it up in there. And, um, you know, I really don't want your facility. So if you could like do a good job, I won't take your account from you. And, um, so it's, it's, I've built a lot of respect in my industry over the time, um, because I don't play their games and, and some, some people have taken accounts from me and I'll go in and say, listen, you took one of mine. That means I take three of yours. Mm-hmm. So let me know when you're ready. Um, yeah. because that's going to happen. And, and I had one guy take me out for drinks. He had to have two Manhattans. He's like, okay, <laughs> stop. I'm like, oh, wow. okay. Yeah. So it, in my opinion, it's all about respect, mm-hmm. right? And you've got to stand your guard and you've got to really stick up for who you are. And I've been in this industry my, literally my whole life. Right. And people can try to say that they can bully me around, but I started in this industry rolling up my sleeves and working with my employees. I know how to do it. I know how to strip and wax floors. I know I know how to do all of that. Yeah. And that's gotten me so far ahead. And so I think that when you walk into a room, I mean, you can hear the passion in my voice, yep. right? Mm-hmm. I get so excited about my industry and my, my employees and my people and what's going on. And I think if, if they don't take me seriously, at the end of the day, it's going to come back on them, just like this electrostatic gun. You know how many men I walked in and said, yeah, I've got this great gun, you know, and they're like, a gun? Really? Right? And, and now they're calling me, begging me, mm-hmm. right, to get into their facilities. Right. So I think it's just that you have to take yourself and you have to take yourself seriously and just just go into a room and just say, listen, this is what I got. If, if you don't want it the end of the day, you're going to be the one, I mean, you don't say this, but you've got the look on your face of, right. All right. Well, I tried to tell you so, but 
you know, here's my card when you need me, let me know. Right. And, and you're kind about it, but just, you can't let that get to you. You just, you got to go in, know what you can do and know what you're good at and then rock it out of the park. Yeah. Um, just recently, as you know, Betty, um, I started a nonprofit trade organization in my industry and uh, it's based on IOT. And I went to a leader in our um, trade association and said, hey, I, I got this idea. You know, I, I want to create an open API standard for, for the globe, for, uh, for, in, for um, technology and, and facilities. And he had eight other people on the phone. It was just me. And they went through all eight people and all eight of those people said, you know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think there's a need for this in our industry right now. I don't, I don't see the opportunity at all. I, I don't, I don't see it. Like, okay, that's great. Would you mind to sign this non-compete form? They said, nope, we have no, we have no trouble signing that. Right. So, okay, great. <laughs> so today I just got off of a phone call. They want to partner with us because this is what they see as the hottest trend going internationally. And they see such a demand for it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, of course, I didn't get a call from the main guy, right? No. I got a call from the, <laughs> from somebody else. Yeah. But um, but that, that just when you know what you're doing and when you or you have a feeling, right, that this is going to happen, just go with that gut, right? Yeah. You know, in your industry, you know what's going on. You know what the trends are. You know how you know what problems need to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so that's that's my fun story. Oh, um, I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I always go back to my kids. I learned a long time ago when they were um, that lovely middle age, um, junior, no, the middle school time, just, yeah. just drove me crazy. And so <laughs> when I would get the look from them or the, you know, rolling of the eyes or whatever <laughs> they were throwing at me, I started doing it back to them. And of course, they're middle schoolers going, what are you doing? I said, oh, I thought we were communicating. I thought this is what we were doing. <laughs> so when, I, I feel like that in business at times, especially if you're considered aggressive woman, and I am a lot of the time, or that I'm, I'm going to say what's on my mind. I'm a pretty straight shooter. You're going to get some pushback with that as a business owner, but especially as a woman business owner. So I just wanted to hear your perspective of how you, of how you do that. So thanks for sharing that story. I love it. So that's awesome. I love oh, the, yeah. I, I love the fact that he called and said, Hey, I want to, I want to be involved now. That's too much. So I know, right? <laughs> that's cool. It crushed me. That day was just such a crushing day. Yeah. But Betty, you're the same. You are so awesome, right? You are leading your industry and my company depends on you so much. I mean, like I said, you've changed our whole company and for the better, and we've right. put our complete trust in you, but we knew we could. Right. And you're that industry leader. And that is so awesome. And once you find it, you you just it's it's an amazing partnership that you're so grateful for. We're all in this together. Right. We are all in this together and and we're going to get through it together. And and that's where you use your networking. Right. I mean, just so many people you've introduced me to like has been amazing. So I I appreciate all those. Um, Usually, usually the guests, I'm supposed to be doing that to the guests, but Jill, thank you for doing that back to me. So as, as what I call you, call me all the time a rock star and I call you the same thing, but as the rock star (laughs) of of cleaning industry, kind of give us your final word. What thoughts would you want to leave this audience today? Mm. So I love quotes and I have a book that um, I journal in every day. And then when 
um, I get done with that, I have to find new quotes to put in the front of the um, journal. And then I, you know, live with those quotes for about six or eight months. So I have three, if that's okay. That's good. Um, (laughs) I had to cut it down to three. Okay, good. (laughs) Um, So this one's really fun. Logic will get you from A to Z. Imagination will get you everywhere. And Mm. that's from Albert Einstein. Love it. Um, opportunities to find deeper powers within ourselves come when life seems most challenging. Uh, that's Joe Campbell. I, I really like that one too. I, I, I think that one's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my favorite. So this quote has, has carried me through two books. And, um, so it's in my second book here and it says the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Nice. And I truly believe that that is the best way for you to see what your future is, is you have to understand what you want and then you have to create what you want, whether that's in your life, in your business, in, you know, whatever realm that is, create your future. And, um, so that's, that's my, my favorite one. Right oh, now. that, that's a great way to end the podcast, especially on just forward thinking, uh, being crucial to your success. Well, Jill, again, Jill Fry with Cummins facility services. If you need a good cleaning, cleaning service, she's your girl, <laughs> but, um, I just appreciate your time today, getting your perspective out there and we really appreciate it. So this is Betty Collins and, um, thank you for joining today and I hope you have a great day. As your career advancements continue, Your financial opportunities will continue to grow. Be prepared. Visit bradyware.com slash resources to download a copy of the financial checklist for every stage of your life, everything about the Inspiring Woman's podcast, this episode, and Bradyware and Company Accounting Services can be found in the podcast show notes.